So I got this box of oxygen water in, in the mail the other day, um, like liter sized bottles of it. And I was like, who sent me this? And then my wife was like, oh, that's Steph Curry's product. And I was like, oh, well, damn, let me take a look at this then. I forgot about that. And it's true. Uh, Steph Curry is a big, big proponent of oxygen. That's O-X-I-G-E-N. It's pH balance with electrolytes and boost it with oxygen, all to help you recover and rise. And unlike most bottled waters that are recyclable, oxygen is made from 100% recycled plastic, which is healthy both for the body and for the planet, of course. So go to drinkoxygen.com. That's O-X-I-G-E-N.com. And use code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. That's drinkoxygen.com and use the promo code OXYGEN1 at checkout for 20% off your first-time purchase. Recover and rise today. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. And welcome to a post-finals edition of... Hoops adjacent on the NBA Athletic Show, or the Athletic NBA Show. I should know that by now. David Aldridge here in D.C. Waz Lambray out in L.A. Waz, what is up, sir? <clears throat> I'm good, man. I'm, you know, enjoyed the, the the restart of the season, enjoyed the level of hoop in the bubble. Um, But I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying not having to be super locked into NBA hoop right now. It just seems so weird. It's October. It's like, we, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like like we, let me get my fall Saturdays back. Exactly. Please. We're supposed to, it's starting in the two weeks, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I've been in, been uh, accustomed to over the last 30 years. Um, but we're going to talk about the finals. We're going to talk about the bubble. We're going to talk about everything with our good friend from the Bay, all the way from the Bay, Marcus Thompson. MT, what's up, man? I don't, I don't know what y'all talking about, man. I feel the withdrawal already. Do you? Like, I'm Listen, like, your dude, team ain't playing in six months. Of course you do. <laughs> exactly. Like, what, I don't know what I'm saying. What am I? When are we getting this back? Like, hold up, hold up. You, you're not interested in the the future or the potential talent of Lamelo Ball. And I am, but Edwards. not now. I'm just wondering when I'm gonna see him play again. <laughs> exactly. like, that's that, that's so like watch, watching the end of that game was like. You know, somebody going off to war and you not knowing when they're coming back. And it's like, oh, I hope y'all, I hope y'all come back. Like, Damn. don't forget about me, you know, right here and there, please. Like, that's, Damn. I have no idea. What, when are we going to see professional basketball again? Oh, like, if I knew that, that, I would It's not going to be that long. It'll be January probably. You know, good. I think the latest good. early February. I don't think it'll be much longer. I've, than ta- that. I've talked to some people who are like, I'd be shocked if this happens by March. <laughs> like, well, yo, March is hell along. Here's the thing. I could see that. You know, if well, what that will come down to, I think, is whether they give a damn about the Olympics or not, you know, because I really think the whole impetus of starting in January is so that they can have at least most of the season done by the time Olympics roll around so that most of the players, it won't be all of them, obviously, but most of the most of the players that they want on an Olympic team would be able to get in there and get some practice time because their seasons would have ended in a reasonably you know, normal schedule, they would have ended maybe in late May or early June. The Olympics, I believe, start in late July or they're scheduled to start in late July next year. <clears throat> and that would give the guys some time off. It would give them a couple of weeks for training camp and then they'd be able to play a few exhibitions. But if they don't care about the Olympics, and when, I'm, when I say that, I mean, they don't care who's on the team, 
then yeah, they could start in March and go all the way through August or early September. You could know, they, they do the whole start March thing and then do the hockey pause for the Olympics and then uh, resume? Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you could do that and NBA, get 82 NBA in. Low budget enough for that? Like, I don't think you can get 82 in. I think that's the that's the that would be the problem. You would be talking about 65 again, you know. And I think they want to try to do everything to get 82 in. And start Why? as late as well. Why? Revenue. They Now's the, the money. chance to revisit it. Like now, no. you got a, basically a clean slate to make the season like as best as it can be. I agree, Why? but that's Why be married they, to eighty two. They want that. They need that. That revenue. They need. They want people as many people as they can get in for as many dates as possible next year. Um, Man, and just and, raise the prices. Nobody can afford it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd be going capitalism on our ass at the start of the show. They already went. I'm just saying, lean in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been priced out. You know what I'm saying? It's millionaire's night at at the forum. They got to pay a little bit more. Who cares? (laughs) Eddie Q can't afford to pay more. Like, that's all I'm saying. Especially when this new iPhone 12 dropped. We could be all right. All right. So what should I do on that? I literally have the Fred Flintstone model iPhone. I have a six. I'm ashamed to say it. But that's what I got. I got a six. Ooh. I know. It's ridiculous. It's so hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, so hold on. It's so you mean like, it. you mean iPhone six? Yes, iPhone six. <laughs> six. Wait, they, have you have you never up uh, like um did the, the new iOSs? Are you just No, no, I've done those. No, I've done the new iOSs. They're and all the phone in there. is actually working? And it still works. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought it would just it would just give me the peace out and just self-destruct like it was a message to Mr. Phelps. <laughs> Mission Impossible, you know. I figured uh, they just give you a new one. Like, yo, look. We no, they literally, every other day, they're like, dude, just get a new phone already. Damn. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> on the message line the streets, for the, the email, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the, that's that's what it is. When, when you get the new iOS in there, like, it just overwhelms the system. Yeah. And your battery just gets drained by oh, it. Oh, it's terrible. But, like, I have to have it plugged it, in all the time now. It's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so when the is the twelfth supposed to drop? I think in you can pre-order in like three days or something like that. Get the eight, Dave. What? Dave, get the eight. Sixteen. Why? Why the eight? Because it's cheaper. It's but I mean, but the eight is is the eight is it is it dramatically better than the six? Because I want dramatically better, so I don't mind paying for it. For me, I have the eleven Pro, mm-hmm. and all that I like about it is that the battery is sturdy like the okay. 11x pro like the biggest one so you know the bigger the phone the bigger the battery right right and so that's all literally all i care about all the other stuff is meaningless to me it's like all right i could be out of my house and not have to worry about whether this phone is going to lose a charge or not and and it's really good with that okay i skipped 11 wires and i still got the like what is the iphone x and i was waiting for the i was waiting for the 12 but then it got delayed Man, mm. it feels like I'm watching like VCR TV. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I normally never buy watching the first Betamax iPhone. and shit. Huh? <laughs> I, I normally always wait until that S come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You let them get all the bugs out. Man, I can't wait for three days. I'm gonna be online like a dope fiend. Like I, want, <laughs> I, I, I was phone. thinking, so, so that's what I was thinking. Should I just get an 11? Because I don't have to have the, the state of the art newness. Nah. Yeah, I, I just want I think, better than I, I got. I think you would enjoy the 11 for okay. sure. Now yeah, maybe I'll just 100. Especially if you still like it with documentaries with your phone, then right. you, you know you right. have the latest one. If you just making a few phone calls and tweeting, 
You know, we need to get Apple to be a sponsor of this shit since we talk at Apple products all day. You know, like I need to be holding up a new phone. They could afford it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) even this thing out. Right, right. Hey, I don't mind that either. I love their cameras have been to me better. That's my opinion. That I mean, I'm right. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. Let's bring D.A. into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma is Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. Turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs. It's like the most in his bracadocia. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. David Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> And then he got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. Bosnia So the Chicago and Detroit stuff, that was real. That was real. I mean, God forbid we don't have scholarship money that can't pay for the charters for the water polo <laughs> in Iowa. Hoops and Jason. Welcome to Hoops Five, and Jason. Four, we have ignition. So let's, let's do this. Let's do this finals post, post-mortem and um, what we thought of it. Um... I was happy for LeBron. I, but here's the thing. Every time I want to just be unconditionally happy for LeBron, he says something that makes me go, what? <laughs> you know, like, I'm happy for dude. He Line gets his fourth. One, right? You know, he gets his fourth, third team, went to L.A. to win a chip, got the chip. I don't care how he got it. I don't care if he was playing with the Harlem Globetrotters. He got the chip. Did what he said he was going to do. And I'm like, cool, you got your fourth. I'm happy for you. Have a good off season and you talk about I want my damn respect. And I want my damn respect too. Who's not giving you your respect? Who? Tell me who's not giving besides Skip Bayless who's a professional troll. Who is not giving you your respect? What is it? Chad478932 on Twitter is not giving you your respect? Who are you talking about? The hypocrisy of these statements they make. Because on one hand, it's, oh, I don't pay attention to what you are saying. On (laughs) the other hand, it's, I need my respect. Like, who, man, you, not only are you listening to the media and you reading what we write, even though you deny it, right? Mm -hmm. But to make it worse, like, you listening to Twitter people. Right. Like, that's, (laughs) right. that's, that's just, are are you serious? Like, this is what we're talking about? Like, anybody who called this dude the Wash King automatically loses talking privileges. Like, of they shouldn't course. even be in the conversation. And you're listening to that? Right, well, exactly. Well, that would, mean, that would mean, Marcus, that LeBron can't be in the conversation about himself because he's the only person who actually called himself that. Like, no, there was, <laughs> there was no washed king narrative. It was just something he completely made up and fabricated <laughs> as, like, you know, oh, they're counting me out. They're saying I can't do it. Oh, they're saying I'm washed up, blah, 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 blah. And, like, that was a completely LeBron-driven narrative, you know. Um, there was legitimately people who was like, look, the guy's going to be 35. He got, um, and he was hurt he, last he, year. He, he got hurt for the first time. Right. This could finally be signs of wear and tear. And, you know, just the general decline that we've seen from one th- every single player that's ever played in the league. And so there was some, there was some of that, but yeah. it wasn't like, you know, some he crazy, sucks. crazy narrative. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, though, guys, I think LeBron specifically because he's so social media driven mm-hmm. as, 
you know, what he does with his own brand marketing and all the different things that he has going on. I think if you are on social, no matter who you are, you could have been Jesus Christ reincarnated. <laughs> you would have people saying, you know, John the Baptist was better. You know, like, it, like straight up and down. So if you on social, if you on social that much, you're going to come, you're going to, come face to face with detractors and i think right. that's kind of what you're seeing there with that statement because nobody of any merit or respectability and know that that dude on that fox show is not somebody with respectability at this right. point in his career um he's made it so that you know he kind of sold out a long time ago once he saw how yeah. lucrative it could be to do what he does right right, right um, nobody right. with any credibility um, doesn't respect what this guy's accomplished. That's right. just that's just. Like, it's that's not just like it's not like Dame came out with a diss track. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's it's the it's the rags to riches complex, right? right. I, I know it because like I have it. I remember uh, it reminds me of a time where you know my I was living with my in laws yeah. and we were like doing the whole thing because they were getting the house appraised. So yeah. man, we were doing it. We were doing everything, and so I had my little section. And, you know, I did my, what I did and I was done. I was like watching the game and d- my wife's mother is like, yo, uh, you just, you just ain't gonna clean this. I was like, I did it. And she was like, man, this ain't clean at all. And I'm like, man, where I'm from, that's clean. Right. And she said, she responded with something that like changed my life and she didn't even know it. She was like, but you ain't from there no more. And I was just like, it was like that we made me where you're like, oh, like, like, like you no longer in the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the standards right. must uh, right. I feel right. like that's LeBron. He, he, he still wants to be the quote unquote kid from Akron. He right. still hasn't gotten comfortable in his, yo, I just might be the greatest ever. So right. yeah. Uh, I am a billionaire. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, yo, right. like no, I, I, know, I did billion. made it. Like, no, I made it. Like it's, it's not like, even when he was talking with his mom, right. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yo, you know, all the stuff we've been through, like, bro, this is your fourth title. Like, right. that's, that's a first yeah. title conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's been a while since you since you lived in the Jets in, in, yeah, in yeah, Akron. Yeah. It's been a he minute. He spent more time out of the Jets than in the Jets. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, dude, that's why, it, it, you know, the whole... Why are you? Why are you still acting like you're in high school? You ain't been in high school in thirty years, bro. That's me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, here's the thing, though. We saw this already in the Last Dance, where Mike is. Oh, sure. Mike is exactly the same. Yes, just yes. coming up with stuff. It's just like, huh? Right. <laughs> Who like people right. did what to you? Like you, and then you know. At least you could say with LeBron, like there literally is, you know, guys with cats in their avatar with 12 different numbers after the name Jim um, saying stupid things to him on on social. Like where my man Mike was just making shit up. See, Mike didn't even have Mike couldn't even say he was like, you know, from the hood or economically deprived or anything like that. He's just middle class kid with big ears. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is your (laughs) what are you so pissed off? Exactly. What? Exactly. What is the, what's the trauma? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's the trauma in your life? I never my brother in the backyard. Like, that's, it was rough. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. 
The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. <laughs> but um, Leslie, that's a good segue. You know, I, I, I wrote this um, this week um, that I think it, the, the comp to Mike is stupid for many reasons. But the biggest reason is stupid is because they literally don't do anything like each other on the floor. If you're going to compare LeBron to somebody, compare him to somebody that actually played like he did, which is magic. You know, he played, he's Magic Johnson. That's who he is. You know, in temperament, because he wants to pass first. He's always been a pass first guy. He can score when needed. He's a better scorer than Magic. But his temperament, his first thing is always going to be passed to the open guy. Always. It's been that way since Danielle Marshall in 2007. <clears throat> Passed to the open guy. And that was Magic's thing. And they're both kind of these alpha males that do it in a different way and um, are always going to tr- try to be a cog. And then, you know, they they want to put their personality on the, on, the, on the squad. And like all great players, they're somewhat grating to the teammates. But they know the guy's that good, so they all fall in line. You know, even off the court with their kind of business plans, they're they're yep. similar. So I, I, that's where I stand on it. If you guys have a different opinion, please jump in. For me, it's not so much. I'm I'm of the mind now where I think that people don't appreciate Mike. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> and, and, and and by that I mean like LeBron is the only person since Mike to approach that level of excellence, whether you want to say that, um, you know, LeBron is better than Mike or not. There's no doubt that nobody's been this excellent, this consistently since Mike, you know, Laker fans, there are Laker fans who will say, well, it was Kobe. And I just don't agree with you. I just don't think Kobe is in the same class as Mike and LeBron. All respect do. Um, so to me, it's like, if you love what Mike was able to do, when he was doing it, I don't see how you can't fuck with what LeBron does. Like that type of excellence is, has not been matched since Mike. Right. And if you were into it as much as I was as a child, specifically, Tim Duncan, I think Tim Duncan's the only other guy. Tim Duncan was, yeah, there you go. Tim Duncan, like when, um, when you consider between 1999 and 2014, that's 15 years bookended championship. That's (laughs) it. I know. What Tim, was that? It Tim was Duncan. just boring. So. <laughs> yeah, but that oh. motherfucker was good, though. <laughs> was good, but he was good, was boring. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, at this point, this you can't deny the the excellence. Um, and just watching this team, it's like this wasn't some cheap championship that LeBron got at the tail end of his career. He's the mm. driving force, the right. engine of the team, not hunting. Um, and so to do that at at this age and watching him come in. At 18, 19 years old and have all the expectations. And basically, he has met and exceeded every single expectation when this kid was the most hyped entity in the history of sports to that point. Nobody had ever um, um, achieved that level of hype, anticipation, all of that. And he exceeded it. It's It's crazy to even think. And again, like, I can't say this enough, like... 
if you appreciate Mike's excellence, there's nobody has ever even approached it in this manner. Yeah. yeah but the part that does it for me is, like you said, like the hype was not a match for LeBron. Like, I remember in 2002, this dude was playing AAU in Oakland, and it was insane. Mm. And I was like, "This, there's no way. Especially, remember, like, that's that's post-Corleone Young, right? right, right and all right, these right. other Man. Harold Miners and all oh, these other dudes who were supposed to be the one <laughs> and never was the one. So I'm at, like, an AAU tournament. At you at Cal Berkeley, and there's this just phenomenon. I'm like, there's no way this dude is that good, right? No way. Uh, and like, remember, he's like riding Hummers and getting throwback <laughs> jerseys, and right? it's like, no, like all this hype, the 90 million dollar contract, and now it's like an understatement, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like now it's like we underhyped him, right? And that's that's insane. Like that's really. Like nobody has ever done that before. Right. Uh, nobody has ever exceeded the most hysteria possible. And yeah. just the fact that he's able to do that, that that's why I don't you know, like you like you said, DA, like, man, I man, that dude be having me, you know, like like hella proud or just like like I can't believe you did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. LeBron evokes those emotions because he is from the projects, right? Yeah. Like he is from nothing. He is yeah. from the single mom. And you know that's not how the story's supposed to go. No. But then he starts saying stuff, and it's like, bro, could you just stop? Like, and just <laughs> can you well, just like, relish? Well, I, said, the I think the two things go hand in hand, though. Yeah, they I do. Think they do. Being Absolutely. a child a celebrity <laughs> and having to micromanage your freaking public persona yeah. because people went crazy that a kid that basically months later would earn a contract worth ninety million dollars before hooping. Um, people were upset that this guy got might have got free jerseys before he could actually afford it um, for a couple of months, right? right like people right. were upset that he had an Ace Two Hummer, and so like <laughs> all of that sort of PR crafting stuff that he does, and the talking shirts when he's walking. Like I hated the talking shirts, man. The <laughs> leader of the new school. It's like so literal and so banging us over the head. That's all a product. You mean like of the leader, the leader thing he wore, having to because he did get killed for some bullshit early on like mm. that actually happened and i think that steeled them the team over there is like yo we gotta micromanage everything we're gonna make sure the sound bite fits into this right, and yada right, yada right. yada and so that when he gets on that stage and said i want my damn respect you know the three of us <laughs> just groan and roll our eyes like what? really lebron nobody respects you but i think it's a product of being a child prodigy man well, there there is a case to be made and this is the one I wish they would make more often. Forget what you do on the court. Forget what he's done on the court. You can make a case that LeBron's the greatest who ever played just for the off the court things that he's done. Things, plural. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up to date first party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator 
and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. Number one, he created his own production company and his own agency, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the Rich Paul thing doesn't get enough enough credit. Right. And Um, Rich should get big credit for what he's done. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but what I'm saying is LeBron empowered Rich. He gave him the authority to speak on his behalf. And nobody else was doing that. was not done for people that hadn't been, you know, blue chip agency, CAA type guys, you know, all of the... David Falk types that had been circling around the game for 30 and years. And he had Aaron Goodwin He empowered too, right? so it a wasn't bunch like- of his friends to do that for yeah. him. And they did it really well. You know, that's number one. That's really important what he's done. You know, that's really important that he did that. Number two, he created the empowerment era. <laughs> like it's all right. from him. All of this that's happened in the last 10 years of the NBA is because of him. Because he said, I'm going to decide where I want to play and who I want to play with and for how much money we're going to play with. And there's no agent, there's no GM, there's no coach, there's no nobody that can convince me that's going to make me change my mind. This is what I'm going to do. And every superstar in the league now has that power because of him. And then number three, you talk about everything else in terms of the social justice piece and I am I more than a vote and all of the things. And the one guy, the one person that Donald Trump hasn't come after in three years is LeBron James. <laughs> he hasn't come at him at all. He's the one guy that has that has spoken badly about Donald Trump and Donald Trump hasn't hadn't unleashed a tweet storm on him. Because he knows how powerful LeBron James is. So those three things to me, like make that case as opposed to he's better than Michael Jordan. Who cares if he's better than Michael Jordan? <laughs> this is where what he's where he is most important to me. Yeah, this, this is a way bigger level than who's better than Michael Jordan. This is like he's like he's made a case for himself to be in that Muhammad Ali yes. and that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yes. space in that, you know, space of athletes whose impact just extends and we see jordan like trying to do it now right or doing it more publicly now i should say uh i just my thing is i wish you know it's it's a little bit personal for me just because i'm i'm from that and the way that iverson like just values the voice of that community i just want lebron for me it feels like whenever he says stuff like that it feels like Dude, how come my respect ain't enough? Like, <laughs> right, I'm from right. where you from. Like, right. so what? These other dudes are saying that stuff. Yeah, we yeah. respect you. Like, stop saying you're not respected. It's like we not validated. No, bro, you are a lion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you are up there. Like, like not. Nah. So that's what I'm like. Forget all this talk about not. No, dude, the entire hood across the land <laughs> puts you on a pedestal. Like, that's enough. Yeah, right. Like, you don't. You don't need nothing else. We are more than enough. Right. For you to be uh, satisfied, and That's that should be point. enough for you. And, and AI, AI has never, AI never stepped to that. He never said, yeah, right? You, you know what nah, I mean? Yeah. He, 
He rocks and, with it. That's all he needed. That's all Allen right. Iverson ever needed. That's yeah. all he mattered. Probably too much, right? Like probably yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably needed to drain it in a little, a little something. He probably needed to drain into keeping it funky and keeping it real a little bit. But I and I think there's something to what you're saying right there, Marcus. Um, I remember matter of fact, it was one of my favorite things that Ethan ever did back when he was at ESPN. He did a piece about the racial breakdown of people who were still pissed about the decision. And it was basically like the only people still mad are white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It, and it just showed you that black people was like, who cares? He picked another yeah. team. He's still awesome. Let's let's keep it pushing. But, you know, and the last thing I'll say about this, what, what I and, and, you know, it obviously has become cliche to talk about appreciating LeBron, but I truly appreciate him. One, as a fan of hooping, right, just the game itself, but just somebody who's invested in the in t- the theater of it all, yeah. the drama, the dramatic aspect. This guy has been providing drama for 18 years. He is a content years. creator, it's baby. It's crazy. Right? Like, it like, just drama. It's just dramatic. The story is just so dramatic from, from the start, from like, you know, the high school stuff to where he came from and all of this stuff. He's almost got like a Jesus figure like story like this kid who was special and he he had these trying circumstances born in a manger in Akron seriously though right like the drama right off of is, Route is, 77 is <laughs> just incredible and then you know and as I transition from obviously I'm still a big fan of the game and now I'm doing this professionally but like you said Mark is like the content is ceaseless like and that's what I think people are gonna miss the most about LeBron that you're gonna miss the play, the excellence, but the content, the something to talk about, something to care about, something to feel about. Um, that's what I love the most about LeBron's career, and what I'll appreciate most is just like you know how many arguments in my barbershop, how many hours right. were spent on Kobe and LeBron, <laughs> you know how many hours were spent on that. Yeah. And then, of course, we transition to Jordan and LeBron and can he win? Is he clutch? Is he this? You know, should he have passed it? Like, it was like the content is so endless. That's what that's just my favorite thing about LeBron. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you on that. I'm going to go with the play, though. Like, I can watch that dude forever. He's that good. <laughs> like, dude, he's that good. Him. Yes. Yes. He's that good. Yes. You, you absolutely right, Marcus. I mean, you can just admire his play as a player. It's your point was at 35. Still bringing it, still like dominating games, finals games, you know. Game um, five was crazy. He was insane. He was <laughs> game insane. five was ridiculous. That was Boston Celtic. That was game six in the Garden, dude, LeBron, that night. Dude, the way they were fouling him, those were those were playoff fouls. Those yeah. fouls would have made, you know, Haywood Workman proud. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and these, it wasn't like, like Steph Curry fouling them either. It was no. like, you know, no. it was like, you know, Jay Crowder, Crowder. Or Jimmy Butler. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Crowder has no choice but to hack, and no. he was and he was laying him, and it wasn't, it didn't even matter. Didn't like, even yeah. phase him. Yeah, he's got a lot. LeBron has a lot of those where he could just like on cue do, do these like incredible performances, and every time he does them, we're like, yo, I can't believe he just did that. Like, I'll never forget that Detroit game. Like that was just unbelievable. Just some, 
It's just oh, insane. It's like you're watching this. And look, I, I'm 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 a Jordan diehard, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was on mic. I seen all the videos come fly with me. I had of all the course. VHSs. You of know course. what I'm saying? Come I saw them all in person. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, man, uh, you know that feeling when you're watching something, right? That's just extraordinary. And yeah. he could, like he's got, man, he's got so many of them games where it's like I can't believe. I can't believe he did that. But the, the crazy part, like Zach Lowe wrote about ESPN, is I, one thing that hurts him is he doesn't have that signature moment in the finals. I mean, he's got the block, but he doesn't have that's like, his that signature basket, moment. But which, that's that's which is why, insane. That's nobody why cares about defense, right? Though. That's, but that's what makes him cares. unique to me. Like it's that all about everything else. Play. He doesn't have that signature scoring, scoring game. Scoring shot, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have signature offense. Yeah, he's yeah. had games where he's been incredible. You know, he's got 28 triple-doubles in the finals. In the finals, he's got 28 triple-doubles. You know, he just doesn't have that 50-point game, you know. Um, he doesn't have that moment you put on a T-shirt or a poster. Right, right, like, that right. You, that, 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 you know, turn, that, that artist paint, you right. know what I'm saying, and turn it into a thing. Like, <laughs> But that's I think that's largely because the the predominant basketball audience just don't care about that stuff like just buckets and yeah yeah just give me just give me buckets yeah um, <laughs> and you know I did read Zach's piece and when <laughs> the, the 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 jumps like it's so funny because like that jump segment is just an entire is it is an indictment on sports chatter period um because T Mac. Or maybe it's an indictment of what players think, honestly, to be real. Um, cause T Mac, which and, is, which uh, is Scotty, highly indictable, by the way, highly indictable. You know, and, and T Mac and Scotty are basically like LeBron, like they, like Rich was just like, no, when he actually shoots in the clutch, um, he's got good percentages. He's done it a good amount of times. Like just factually, this is what's happened. Um, and, and, T Mac, I just remember the the name that stuck out for me because T Mac was talking about. I mean, when I think about the clutch shooters and the Paul Pierce's, and you know, he named a bunch of people, and then he said, "Oh my God!" And I forgot about Kobe, but one of the people he said was Joe Johnson. Like, just the notion that Joe Johnson is in any way, shape, or form as good as LeBron in In nut crunching time just it makes no sense. Right. At anything. He's the better at LeBron at nothing. That's crazy. But, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, that's the nature of the conversation around LeBron. It's like, it's the, like, a lot of this stuff is so, I don't know, it's, it's intangible what people are judging him on. Right. Is this the sense, this feeling that people have that Joe Johnson is a better clutch shooter than LeBron James with absolutely no evidence? Joe Johnson's long ass career is proof of it. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah, well, it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> people can't disconnect from that feeling that Jordan gave them. So, and it's just beyond rationale. I mean, LeBron couldn't do anything, and you know, people use Dallas against them, right? Where it's like 2011, he was bad. Terrible series, right? Yeah, he was bad. He was and, bad. That and and then in 2013, remember he couldn't make jumpers, and all he right. did was hit mid-range jumpers down the stretch. Right. Well, he got ba- like, he got bailed out by Ray Allen. Let's be. I mean, he yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think people just use that against him to uh, because it's the feeling that Jordan gave you. Like it's that 
it's the feeling, man. It's almost like music. You can't even explain it, man. I can't right. tell you. Like, if you if you were to, if I were to write an essay explaining why Pac is the greatest of all time, it would be like an empty essay. Yeah. I can't articulate that Pac is the greatest of all time. I have no data. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's a stupid <laughs> argument, you know? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, best? but it's like, <laughs> I, just feel it, man. Like, what you want me, you want me to, you want my life to be different? Is that what you want? You want me to have a different <laughs> psychology? Like, <laughs> so I don't know. You just like, couldn't take your eyes off, Mike. That's the thing I think that, that, that people, when they say that, it was just, you couldn't take your eyes off him. He just tilted the whole room. It just, it just tilted the whole room. Like it just. And we all, should be able to understand LeBron does that for people now, though. Like that's the part I don't understand. Yeah. He does do that for people now. You're right, and that's that's what I've, I, I've I've seen I've, I've seen it, and, and it's it's kind of funny, honestly. But yeah, it's you know the the, the magnetism, and again, you know, I, I just I like the idea that this guy can be. Um, um, to, to circle back that this guy could be compared to Michael Jordan is absurd. Like Michael Jordan was insane. Like that just shows you the level that this guy is at. Like there's no, like somebody like a DeMar DeRozan, who I think has had a fantastic career, an excellent basketball player. Like he's not even in the same freaking stratosphere of shooting guard that like they might as well not even be playing the same game. Right. And this guy has made multiple all star games. He's going to have like three hundred million dollars in career earnings and all of that. And he is not playing the same freaking sport as Michael Jordan. And then there's LeBron, you know, and that's, you know, to me, that's what people are missing in all of this. It's just that you have no one else. to compare There, there, to. Like, there, there is no else. other comparison. Right. Like, well, the comparisons crazy. are again well, magic. Yeah, I do like the magic. The ma- yeah, I, that's yeah, the comparison. Magic too, but magic was that, too, though. Yeah, like absolutely. to me, I would listen to your argument much more if you compared Michael Jordan to Kareem. That is an apt comparison. What did Kareem do? He scored. Score. He scored. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> he scored. He every scored. night he put 30 in the bucket every night. That's what he did. Was he a good rebounder? Yes. Could he pass the ball? Yes. Was he a really wow, good he shot got blocker? Buckets. <laughs> what he did was get buckets. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this is why you can and this is the Isaiah Thomas argument that Kareem's the, the greatest ever. And this some and you have to listen to this argument. It's a, he has an argument. He has an argument. Because Kareem had one move, <laughs> okay? He had one thing that, that, that he did. <laughs> like, he, didn't ha- he didn't change like nine years into his career. Oh, I think I'm going to start shooting this fadeaway now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start- and he could do it from anywhere on the court, right. too. It- I saw that dude hit a baseline hook shot. I was like, man, how do you do that? Like, it's <laughs> He's a baseline got one shot. shot. <laughs> He's got one thing that he does, and he scored 38,000 points with it. <laughs> With one shot. So you have to make that. You can make a Kareem argument. To me, Kareem Michael is a much better comparison. It makes a lot more sense because of what they were expected and asked to do on the court. Yeah, It's a much better argument. But the fact that Bill Russell isn't in this argument is just shows our disrespect for defense. Because as yeah. good as anybody was on offense, that's yeah. who he was on defense. But yep. like, nobody cares. And that dude, like... In the 69 finals, I think he averaged like 11 points. And it was, it was like it wasn't nothing. But, yo, they they won that series 
because of his ability to contain Wilt. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's literally what it was. So it's like, and Wilt was one of them dudes who could play in any era. Like, he was he was a freak of nature. But, like, we don't care about defense. So, like, yeah, Russell, all right, what, what was it? And I know the argument of it only had – they only had eight teams and then twelve teams, but okay. But here's my—it's about the top. Though. Here's my it's counter to peak. that. Why didn't anybody ever say, "Well, the Yankees only had to win two playoff series"? Absolutely. Nobody right? discounts the Yankees' twenty-nine pennants. Nobody. Nobody makes <laughs> a credible never. argument that the. But it's not like, like it's the not Houston like, Astros are better than the Yankees. <laughs> but it's what? not like teams twelve through thirty would have made a difference, right? right? The, the, the upper echelon is still the upper echelon. Exactly. It's not like he wouldn't have been going against Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and Will every year. Like it still would have been them, right? You know? So it's just that he didn't but, have to go through that first playoff round against the Hornets. You know what I mean? But them <laughs> dudes was terrified of Russell. Terrified of Russell. <laughs> so I mean, like. Look, I, I'm not putting Russell in the in the in the, over Jordan either, but you know, I wasn't even a, I wasn't alive. But right, just the idea that he's just not in the conversation. Right, you just don't. He just doesn't shows, get included. Man, nobody cares because you don't go to the park as a nine year old trying to lock people up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, they would never to- <laughs> leave Babe Ruth and, and Ted Williams out of a baseball conversation. Bruh. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, they will fight for Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. They go Babe Ruth. crazy for Babe Ruth. <laughs> you, know, you know, exactly. And there's no caveat. There's no, well, what about the lack of black What about the black <laughs> <ladies? laughs> Did that factor in at all? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who? <laughs> the lack of what? The lack of black people. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sorry. Never heard of them. Right. Well, they weren't actually people. So right. they can't. Exactly. I just, I just don't, yeah. So we, do, we do that, though. We do yeah, that. exactly. We so why, it's yeah. like, why is this exception? Well, Bill Russell wasn't shit, basically, <laughs> because of the area. I mean, yeah, right? That's, crazy. that's the problem. Like, and, you know, as a dude from Oakland, I got a problem with that. Exactly. Hold on. Like, exactly. Dude, so so but beast. when you ask somebody who was the greatest NFL coach of all time, it's Lombardi. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> what era did he play in? <laughs> Obviously the only other person is 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 Belichick because he's equaled his right. you know his. But I mean sustained... Vince Lombardi's in the conversation is my point. <laughs> like, right. They right. don't just say, it's well, Vince, it was the sixties. He didn't play against somebody. Belichick. <laughs> yep. What? For sure. It's it's the and you know, and I tweeted this the other day. I was like, the problem with the NBA um and just basketball in general, but the NBA specifically is that Literally everybody thinks they're an expert. Yeah, right. Like most people understand they could not scheme up an uh, offense in football or defense for that matter. Like they know they couldn't show up and explain to Tom Brady how to do what he's doing. But they damn sure think they could teach man-to-man principles. They could pick and roll offense. They know a 2-3 zone, huh? Right, right, right. Exactly. Stop settling for three-pointers and yada, yada, yada. It's like people just feel like they – everybody feels like they're an expert at the game of of basketball. It's just – one of those weird quirks of, of of the NBA, man. And I think that's what happens with a lot of these convos where people just really think they know everything. <laughs> like Elgin Baylor averaged 40.6 points, 17.9 rebounds in the finals. 
<laughs> in a seven game series. Yeah, he was really and good. You would never hear his name. Like that dude no, was such was a first, bucket getter, the, bro. Right, right. And he was known as one of the first dudes with like bounce, like with crazy athleticism. Yo, he's, he's the precursor to, to LeBron. Right, right. And yeah. so and and my point is like, okay, so if if it if it was so damn easy, why didn't Wilt have seven rings then? Because he nah. was the baddest dude to walk the planet. Right. <laughs> You know, right. and and you know, and that's the thing that I think people need to understand too. I, I definitely think when you're comparing the eras, like straight up and down, like Derek Harper was like the fourth best player on a finals team. I just don't think that could be the case anymore. But that's not to say that David Robinson and Hakeem wouldn't be all NBA first team type of guys, right? Like I think the end of the benches. Are way better now, mm-hmm. but I don't think the cream of the crop is any creamier. The best players are the best you know, players. I, I just period. don't believe that. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't know that. You know, somebody like Dickie Simpkins would have got run on this Lakers team, right? <laughs> you know, like probably uh, couldn't have played. We're talking about the DC kid, Dickie now. Mark, mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Curry wouldn't have got a ten day contract with the Warriors <laughs> I now. I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't. That would think be a good. So. That, that would be a good show. Most random dude on every championship team. That would be. Right. <laughs> huh? Right. You know. Yeah, how um, many of them I, still I just, in the I league right now as an assistant coach somewhere? Like, right. You they, can't they, they take it away from time. Barkley and Hawk and, and, and what, Jack Haley's got Robinson three rings, <laughs> But I want to ask you guys about the other thing that, that I've been seeing on social that's a little bit less crazier, but it's funnier to me. Um, the idea that the Lakers shouldn't count their 17 championships because five of them happened in Minneapolis. <laughs> No, oh, that's a real thing? <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing that's happening out there. That's like we don't we can't count any votes that were cast early. Is that was it like that? <laughs> mail-in votes, the mail-in votes. Of it's the like so does, the, Lakers do, are, do the, the Minneapolis Lakers to, are the mail-in votes of 2020. <laughs> right. Like, do the Thunder get to count Lenny Williams' championship? I mean, Lenny Wilkins, excuse me, championship. Um, I, I just find that to be a hilarious, like, sports fan like sports bar crazy like, thing like we do whatever it takes to discredit the team. I'm <laughs> like, just curious. What is the rationale for them saying that? They they were in. They, they that's like saying the Dodgers, the, the, the LA Dodgers don't count the Brooklyn titles. What? <laughs> no, they do count the Brooklyn titles. It's the same franchise. They're Everybody just, counts all titles. Right. I count my granddaddy titles. Like them count in mine. Exactly. Exactly. Of course you count them. Why wouldn't you count them? What's the argument for not counting them? I don't understand well, what the argument would be. From a historical perspective, the owner of the Minneapolis Lakers was, you know, is the team, the guy that moved them. It wasn't like a different, right. it wasn't like Clay Bennett, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, well, it's right. It's not like Stole they had the team. You know what I mean? Like those players came from Minneapolis and they played in LA after that, you know? <laughs> so it's the same team. Facts. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's, that's a weird that's, one. That's, I hadn't that, heard that, that one. Was. <laughs> so do y'all give, you know, are you buying the the argument that this is the toughest title? I mean, I think it's unique. I don't know if it's necessarily I, mean, I don't know, even know how you quantify yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. How do you do that? I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. when I played in the 08 finals, it felt like it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't even know how you quantify. Like, is it, are we talking about world events and all of that stuff taken into account too? I think, you know, is was this tougher than the conditions under which Bill Russell lived under in the 1960s in Boston? I don't, I don't know that this is. 
tougher, not for these guys, especially when you consider. Just Damn shame you can't much- stay in the hotel with us, Bill. So you had to practice tomorrow. <laughs> right, like bro, hey, like you going, a- you going to the, uh, you going to the march after the game, right. <laughs> <laughs> dude. But 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 literally though, Marcus, like that's actually what happened, right? Um, just the level of affluence that these guys enjoy now, the comfort that they enjoy. It could easily be argued that it was harder to play back in the days, man, that it took more effort and, and, you know, the travel and all of that stuff. It could easily be made that you guys are more comfortable now and are able to be, you know, situated in such a way that you can be at your peak performance. You know, um, everything around you is, is, is geared towards ensuring that that happens I wouldn't say the bubble is the toughest thing, the toughest experience. Of, oh no, they they didn't get to stay at the Ritz during the finals. It was so tough. How did they do it, Marcus? Like the Jimmy Butler and them would have been at the Beverly Hilton, and I don't know what happened or the Beverly Hills Hotel, not the Beverly Hilton. That's a lot of people get that confused. They are not the same. You know, <laughs> I, I, the part that the I part that know. I do think that NBA, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. But and I don't and I don't buy the idea that you could discount what happened in the bubble either. Like I, I completely throw that in the trash because I watched these games with my own two eyes, and these dudes were killing themselves out there. Like the the the, the level of play and execution was there. Surprisingly like, just, good. I thought it was surprisingly good. Given the time Just off Denver they had. alone, watching them was a, like a team, like the two times they went down 3-1, well, they went ended up going down three times. But the first two times they went down 3-1, like you would think that they could just be like, all right, treat it like the regular season, run out the string. These guys were going balls to the wall, playing their, like it was, the effort was there. Jimmy Butler limping off of that damn podium stage after game five, that wasn't an act. These guys played extremely hard. The execution and the skill level is crazy. So I w- I'm not somebody who would discount what happened in there either. No, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I think it, it's, it's, I think it's its own unique thing. I don't think that it can be really compared to anything else because there's no, nobody else has ever had to play under those, in, in those conditions, not under those conditions. It's in the, those conditions. the isolation from family. That's yeah. The I mean, that, that I is something yeah. that, that, that feels like. But Marcus, you and I both know I was just a lot of these guys about to say to get away from this I was family. about to say it. That was my next <laughs> line. Like, but, but let's not act like they all was trying to. <laughs> we know. We Some know. Some like, Thank, thank you. I we would, know oh, for a Oh, baby. Uh, man, you know, I got to go. It's, like, we don't have a choice. Day, this is going to be hard. with their lady and the kids. This is not what they're used to doing. These guys are on the road. Especially after having to do it. Like well, the, the, the tra- yeah. like, said, like yeah. the travel and the lack of travel were both double-edged swords, right? I mean, they Bruh. had pluses and minuses for both, right? So You're on the road, DA, six, six months of the year. You're not home. Sure, exactly. You no. Know, and then that's not to say when you travel in the off season when guys are going to China and going to here and going to that for sort of business related stuff. And then, of course, there's their own vacations and all of that stuff like these dudes ain't used to being home. That's not that's not the case. And and so, yeah, I, I think when people say the family, they left their family. I'm like, ah, come on. You saw a brand man with these kids. Come right. on. <laughs> come on, see. man. I'm, I'm I'm proud of them for trying to sell that to us. <laughs> you know, I, some, I, some of them I, got it. Somebody's got to be legitimately missing their kids. Though. I'm sure like, some people. I'm sure some guys were. 
I'm sure many guys were. I'm just yeah, not yeah, saying no, many all guys, guys were. <laughs> yeah, no, not all guys, man. And, and, and I think probably the roughest part was like the lack of uh, nightlife options. <laughs> right. Like, I right. bet that was the hard part. Those these dudes are night owls. Most and of you them can't anyway. go anywhere. It's not like you can. Right. Hey, let's go to this spot and hang out and do whatever. You know, there was. And no- then they can't do the thing that they usually do in towns like Utah, and Milwaukee, which is fly stuff in. You know, that was also prohibited. And smoke. Daniel House. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Although they let them smoke, they let them smoke, right? Did they? Let, I got that wrong. They let them smoke, didn't they? Or did they let them? Smoke? They did, but you just they had to. You had to bring it in. They they didn't impose any laws on it. Right. Yeah. Right. They didn't test them. But you or, couldn't be like halfway through the bubble getting packages shipped to you. <laughs> right. 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 Maybe. But you know what? I, what I did like too is I think it's so dope how next year is set up. Um, you know, I don't think anybody looks at this Lakers team as some infallible, no. immovable object. Like, if I'm any team with any dreams of contending, I look at those guys like, we can beat those guys. Well, the Clippers and surely think they can beat those guys. I'm sure Golden State you, you feels have like to think. they can beat them with, with the right moves in the offseason. You know, so Golden State and, and Denver and Brooklyn. Houston don't think so. Right. Houston knows <laughs> they're not. Houston knows they're cool. Houston does not think they're so. Finished. No. They're finished. They're them. So. Uh, uh, you know, the various teams in the East, Boston, and and, and Boston has to be kicking themselves. Milwaukee. Like, we could probably get sure. them a, a better run. Milwaukee, like, I just love the way next season when it eventually comes back is set up because I just think it's wide open. I don't think you can look at the Lakers and say, man, they're probably the favorite and deservedly so. And, you know, this is just for the last time I do want to address this We Believe Lakers stuff. Um, And, and, and our, our It's been in your crawl too, by the way. This has been- no, 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 it has been because, <laughs> because yes, when the season start before the season started, the Lakers were essentially co-favorites with the Clippers. That's yeah. what happened. But that does not change the fact that many opinion and thought leaders, the people on TV who have the biggest followings online and yada, 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 crapped all over this team, crapped all over the offseason. They laughed at the Dwight Howard signing. They laughed at Rondo. They laughed at the Vogel thing because he was like the fourth coach in line. Like, they laughed at the situation. Like, it it happened. That actually happened. But, the, but you know, and and this is where I take a lot of credit, guys, is because I did pick the Lakers last year, October, and this is on footage. I got I got this on on tape for the very reason why they ended up winning is like, yo, they have LeBron and AD. Like, that's gonna be a, like pretty good in the playoffs, right? Like, and so no, you weren't some underdog. But yes, there was a, a little bit of anti-Laker say anti-Laker. I think that's a bit much. They were pro they were like Kawhi was great. He won the finals. He won a chip. He's the well, he's look, the best player in the league, and he got Paul George to play with him. That's pretty damn good. I think that's what. Let they me said. ask you. Let me ask you this though. On we a remember, playoff team, by the way, adding to a playoff. Team. Right. Right. Let me ask you this though. We remember all of the stuff about the Lakers roster: lack of ball handling, lack of shooting. Like it was constantly being cited. When were the Clippers' warts ever cited? Never. It never happened. No, no, Ross. I agree. It with was you. all excuses. What I'm saying, people were saying. Damn, the Clippers, who were already a playoff team, just added Kawhi and Paul George. Who the hell's going to beat them? That's what people said. That's what I said. I I copped it out. That's what I said. I thought, wow, Kawhi is going to get rest. Who thought the answer would be the Denver Nuggets? (laughs) 
I thought the answer would be the Lakers, but I think it would be the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, the the Lakers were never some scrappy underdog. That's just a ridiculous. No, that's a ridiculous. Did did I pick the Clippers? Yeah, I picked the Clippers because I thought the Clippers were a better group. And they yes. they turned out and not they, to and, be. And the Clippers were uh, the Clippers were a damn good team. They're going to be damn good next year. I think they're going to be much better than they were this year, just from having to take it more seriously and this whole notion that we can walk to a championship and all of that stuff. But but yeah, Laker fans were definitely the, the whole. Nobody believed in us. Um, the people who get paid to believe in what's going to happen and not going to happen had you as co-favorites before the freaking balls even went up. So the story um, of the, the story of, of the bubble. If you want to, if you want to get into the, if this championship meant more, meant less because it was in the bubble. Clearly, it got to the point where the Clippers just said. Yeah, the hell with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just literally yeah. were like, "Yeah, it's not that important. We don't care." We're oh, well, it's not that they didn't care. They didn't care. On, they didn't express their caring in a way that looked like they cared on the court in Game Seven. <laughs> like, relative like, to relative to their peers and especially to their competitor, they didn't care. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> you know what? We've been here long enough. It's time to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just, and that to me is like that will be what the what the great book will be written about. Is like what happened to that group where they just tapped out? They just tapped out. You know? Yeah. And Doc tapped out. Doc like, yeah, y'all done. And 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 another thing, and and people have been smart enough. Now I think the Lakers, the the way they performed the rest of the postseason, I think people were like in the bubble. They would have got the Clippers. Maybe if the world hadn't ended or whatever um, in a normal situation, playoffs, like, yeah, maybe the Clippers probably be, with their talent advantage, top to bottom, are able to prevail. But in that team, the, the, the attitude and the sort of energy around that team in the bubble was going to get got. Yeah, yeah. One no way question. or another. No question, right? It was going to be exposed. And they got got. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe they went down with Lou Williams as point guard. Like, <laughs> like that, that dude had the ball so much. It's like, this is really how you <laughs> This is really how you going out? You know, I like Lou Will, but come on. Like, <laughs> the season and, and, on the line. We got Lou Will running pick and roll. <laughs> and before, because, you know, we're running out of time. We're here, out of time, but that's okay. Go ahead. We, we don't want to... Um, I know the Heat lost, but what they did was remarkable. No, that's great. Um, they they killed Indiana. They they absolutely smacked the Bucks around. That was, you know, I, that was another team where the the, the conversation was like uh, it was, and it was a vague conversation of maybe Bud just doesn't have it in the playoffs. But nobody would have like ever cite specific things. It was like this concept that he wouldn't adjust, and that was the quote unquote weakness of the team. But nobody saw them just getting worked and yeah. mollywopped in the second round. That was crazy for the Heat to accomplish right, that. Right. And Boston, I picked Boston and against them. Boston. I thought they had yeah. the, the, the more talented team, fresher legs, younger players. Like, and they they basically manhandled Boston. Like, and you know, and they had some nice effort. They took the the eventual champs to six games. So I'm I'm very proud of that team. Like, that was dope to watch all playoffs long. Yo, listen, I. When we were talking about this bubble beforehand, I, I figured Miami would be a sleeper team. I did not see this at all, but I was like, I'm looking down the list of which team would like be good in this situation. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler like is made for adversity. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's one of these dudes who's like, he probably is better 
in adversity. And it's like, I knew like Jimmy Butler is one of these dudes. If it's a, if it's about sheer will and toughness, yeah, like he's going to be in the mix. And like, he even exceeded what I ever thought. Like this, it's insane what they pulled off. When you like in any other situation, there's no way they make it to the finals, but this was about grind. Like right. this was about like the, a battle of mental attrition. This was about like toughness. And, and just like the Clippers, like you said, how the Clippers would be exposed in a bubble environment, like Jimmy was going to thrive in this. Right. And he thrived like in a manner like, I, I mean, he even probably exceeded his own expectations. That game, what was it, five? Game five. Where man. he can barely walk. Like, that's his title right there. That, like, we were talking mm-hmm. about iconic moments you put on a shirt. Put Jimmy, like, barely being able to get off the podium. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. it was. <laughs> That dude was built. Wait, for this when type he's of when stuff. he or, or when he was leaning on the. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the one. Thing. My bad, my bad. That's the one. The dude gets a foul and like he stops the whole pickup game. Like hold on, he don't even act like he got a tie and shoe or nothing. You know you're supposed to fake it off like you got to fix your clothes. He's just like, no, nah, y'all, I need a break. Hold on, give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> His teammates just came to pat him on the back. Like yeah, you tired, like, bro? Man. We know, we know. <laughs> that dude really took a break. Like hold on, right. y'all. Pause. Like, <laughs> like hold on, you ain't, he ain't pull out a phone. You gotta act like you got a phone call. Like look, I know no. about being tired on the hoop court and trying to figure out a way to stop the game. Right. He ain't do none of that. He ain't tired. Shoot, he ain't fake an injury. That dude literally just doubled over and was like, "Yo, break." <laughs> and all it was like, the amazing. It was like Mike in the. It was like Mike after the in the in the last dance. The break. flu game, yeah, 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 it was Jimmy's flu game for sure. Jimmy like, turned the, fatigue into a flu game. It's incredible. Yeah, so I'm 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 proud. Of, I'm happy for him. And you know, a lot of times because over the years, like I think Jimmy on the on basketball internet was a bit of a polarizing figure because people like people like me was like I I love Jimmy Butler. I think he's a winner. Um, and you know, the retort was always, well, what's he won? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the closest he's ever come was the second round last, um, the last postseason with, with Philly. And now people can understand that no, this guy is a star, superstar. Um, he just changes the temperament of your team and, and he's great. And I love that he's going to get the recognition for that. Yeah. Yeah. No question. And I'm happy for him and that organization. I'm happy for Riles. Yep. I, I just like that, 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 People who are consistent in how they approach things, whether you like it or not, you can't ever say you don't know what they're going to do. You know what Miami Heat are going to do and how they're going to do it. Um, and I like that kind of consistency rewarded. And they don't point fingers and they don't fire the coach and bring in a new GM every five years. And, no, this is our coach. He's going to be our coach. We like what he does. You also, know. he's pretty damn good too, right? Like yep. it's yeah, yeah. great to see him get that recognition. That dude yep. is incredible. Yeah, no, he is. He is. All right, so we we had other stuff we're going to talk about, but we can do that some other time. This was great. Um, MT, as always, my brother, thank you. Appreciate you, as always. Waz, appreciate you, too. You know, uh, Jay wanted me to mention that that Marcus was our first guest, which I have forgotten, Waz. He was our first guest <laughs> on our wow. first show. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. See, see that? That's back when I thought I was the third host, and then I failed as the first guest, and it was like, nah, yeah, we're going to make him a guest. Nah, <laughs> they, they had other plans for you. Exactly. We couldn't offer you the platform that you, that you, you know, rose that you to. so richly deserved. You know what I'm saying? Or the next Sports Illustrated going to have a, uh, I'm coming home <laughs> to, to Hoops Adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next chapter. Man. It'll be my next chapter. <laughs> my next chapter. In in a vineyard (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all thank you as always thank y'all for listening leave that nice review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify you know what to do five stars see you next time we just want our respect Rob wants his respect